0: the old and the new. As we come to the end of this turn-the-page Bible experience, let's recall an insight about the context of the sermon that we addressed in week one. Jesus' teachings in the Sermon on the Mount were delivered to a Jewish audience. As such, Jesus' listeners were familiar with the stories of God and His people found in the Torah, the first five books of the Old Testament. In one of those stories, God calls the leader of his people, Moses, to go up on a mountainside to receive instructions on how the people of God are to live. Throughout Scripture, these instructions are referred to as the law. Following this law is what set the Jewish people apart from the world around them. The law was to shape their way of life. And yet, the law and the prophets who followed not only communicated God's will for the Jewish people— They pointed to a coming king who would usher in a new age of God's kingdom that was for all people. Jesus, as that promised king, is the fulfillment of the law and the prophets. Matthew presents him as a new Moses figure for the new people of God. That's why the Sermon on the Mount starts with these words in chapter 5. Now when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on a mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him, and he began to teach them Matthew 5 one through two Jesus as a new Moses figure goes up on a mountainside to teach his followers how they are to live. His sermon now complete his listeners are left to react to his words. Let's finish Matthew chapter seven with a short passage about their reaction matthew seven twenty eight Through 29. When Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching because he taught as one who had authority and not as their teachers of the law. A choice. There was something about Jesus' presence, his words, his delivery that amazed his listeners. They weren't sure who he was but they knew he wasn't an ordinary teacher. Of course, we know the rest of the story. We know why he spoke with an authority that amazed his audiences and threatened his enemies. Jesus is king. So how are we supposed to respond to our king? In the Old Testament, after Moses delivered God's commandments to the people of Israel from a mountain, we read, When Moses went and told the people, All the Lord's words and laws, they responded with one voice. Everything the Lord has said, we will do. Exodus 24 3. Obedience is the response that God desires. He doesn't call his people to obey because he's some kind of narcissistic bully who needs to have control. He calls people to obey because he is a loving father who knows what is best for his children. Obedience is the response that God desires, but the choice to obey is left to each person. As we conclude our study of the Sermon on the Mount, we now face that choice. As Scott McKnight points out, the Sermon on the Mount crystallizes what Jesus gave his disciples as the new way of life the kingdom way of life in a world surrounded by the power brokers of empire. From the mountain, the posture of Moses, Jesus utters forth God's will for kingdom people. And as Jesus descended, he gave those who heard the option of following. The same option stands before every reading of the Sermon on the Mount. Scott McKnight, The Story of God Commentary, Sermon on the Mount. Imagine how your life might be different if you follow Jesus' teachings. Imagine how our world might be different if everyone who claims to follow Jesus actually did. The Sermon on the Mount is Jesus' explanation for how life in the kingdom of God is meant to be lived. Only one question remains. Will you follow the King in the ways of his kingdom? Reflection question. Will you follow the king in the ways of his kingdom?